What's going on everybody? I'm actually coming at you for my self-publishing blueprint and in today's video I'm actually doing a video that somebody requested and I've done it once before but I'm gonna put a slightly different spin on it and that's kind of the, the truth about self-publishing on Amazon and um, you know whether you're watching this and it's 2019 2020 um, I'm gonna do basically kind of my story go through the some of the ups and downs some of the lessons I learned throughout the last couple of years of, of self-publishing on Amazon. And uh, my hope is that you can take some of the lessons, some of the things I did well, some of the things I didn't do so well, you can learn from them and you can go off and do your thing. And whether you're an author or a publisher, we're gonna talk about those two differences in a second. And um, hopefully this video just helps grow your business. Okay, so who am I? Um, I started publishing back in 2016. I started because I basically moved to Mexico from Canada, needed a way to make some money, and started the whole online rabbit hole thing, and I ended up going to self-publishing for one reason and one reason only. It didn't take a lot of money to get started. Some of the other businesses that I was looking at were gonna take thousands of dollars, and at the time, you know, I was barely working uh, wife wasn't working so we you know money was really tight and so publishing I was able to start with with uh, just three hundred dollars back then it does cost a little bit more now as I'm filming this end of 2019 uh, it does cost a little bit more now to get started just because things change and uh, you know the market changes but uh, you can still start for just a few hundred dollars and that's what I love about self-publishing on Amazon so let's talk about what I do and what I don't do. What I don't do is waste my time writing books. So if you're an author watching this, kudos to you. I have so much respect for you because you can sit down and you can put pen to the paper or type on a keyboard, whatever the case is, but you can take your thoughts, throw them on a piece of paper, um, and, and you can do that. I just can't do that. I'm not that type of person. Uh, I do not write any of the books that I'm gonna be talking about here in a little bit. I hire ghostwriters freelancers who write the books for me I buy the rights from them and I publish these books up on Amazon that's it I'm really really good at marketing stuff and uh, a lot of authors that's kind of where they fall fall to the wayside or they're not wondering why their book is not selling it all has to do with the marketing it doesn't have to do whether or not you're doing a great book you have to have quality book of course otherwise it ain't gonna sell for very long but marketing is the end all and be all. And that's really, really where I excel. So as you're watching this, you have to remember, I'm a marketer, I'm a publisher, I'm not an author. So let me dive into kind of my story. Uh, I'm gonna start off the first few months, first few books, talk about some of the lessons that I learned, um, the experiences, and kind of share with you some of the stories. So let's start off. So I first started with my very first book I'll throw it up on the screen here emotional intelligence and uh, I thought this was the best book in the world it was 5,000 words long it was written in the wrong type of English like the English that they use over in like South America for example not the English that I'm speaking to you right now and um, when I got it back I wasn't too too happy from the writing company but whatever it was my first book I thought it was the greatest thing in the world so it went to all my friends and family to bug them for reviews and all of that stuff. And looking back at now, I'm so embarrassed that I did that because this book, honestly, yeah. 
Um, and that book made absolutely zero money for its first first year and a half. Uh, like literally zero. Um, you know, I used to track all my expenses and income from the books. I did that for the first year and a half in the business and that book was always in the red. Um, I'm sure it made something now. It started selling a little bit better on, on um, ACX. But uh, yeah, that was my first book. Second book, I didn't use a writing account. I went to a freelancer. And my thought process was this. I want to find a freelancer. It was a fitness book. Weight loss was the great generic keyword. And I used a freelancer who wasn't an expert writer. She was an expert at her field. She was a personal trainer who just knew how to write stuff. And I used her, and that book was really good. It needed some editing, of course, because she wasn't a writer. But in terms of the information that you can get from that book, it was really, really good. And I'll throw up a picture there um, so you can go check it out. It should still be up on Amazon, I believe. Um, you know, but that book was okay. Started making a little bit of money. And then my third book, what was the third book? The third book was How to Write a Book. And um, all, so why did I get three different books in three different niches? that's kind of what I was doing at the time. I wasn't really set. I didn't understand the concept of, hey, build a brand around your books, um, dive deep into it and solve all your customers' problems. I was just kind of looking, hey, how, what keywords are gonna make me the most amount of money right now? And that's what I did for my first three books. Um, they were definitely my, my worst books, but typically in the beginning, your first few books are always gonna be some of the worst books that you produce just because you're learning everything. So if we remove the books for a moment and talk about going through those first few months, you know, I was taking a course at the time and I think what I really learned was never follow a course blindly. And what I mean by that is when you're following, um, you know, even if it's like one of my programs, you know, it's okay to question what you're doing because you might find a better way of doing something than whoever designed the course is doing. And, uh, you know, I was following, you know, a course at the time and, you know, I started thinking, it's like, if I don't do this, is that going to affect the book? And so I skipped that part. It was on book number three and I didn't do it and I actually got better results. And uh, at the time it was just sending the book to a whole bunch of free promotion sites. And I got more free downloads on my third book than I did my first and second book. But, and I didn't even send it to any of the sites that I was doing the first and second book to. So as soon as I did that, I was like, okay, I'm going to rethink everything about what I've been taught and kind of dissect it a little bit more. And that's exactly what I did for my fourth book. So my fourth book was a little different. Um, my fourth book absolutely took off. It was the book that put me in the black, I guess, in terms of profit. And um, what I did different was I published in a niche that didn't even exist. And... This is where having a really good sales and marketing background can really help you. Because I knew there was gonna be a hot product coming onto the market. I knew that the market off of Amazon was already really hot, and I knew there was gonna be a demand for books on this particular product. And, um, you know, I've talked about them in, in, um, in other other videos. I made started making video game bags. And the only reason this worked is because I didn't follow anything that was being taught in a course. 
and that might seem so backwards right now if you're listening to this especially if you're new and that's why i'm going to advise you don't try something like this unless you have a deep understanding of the market which i did because i'm a gamer so i knew that there was going to be demand for this i knew there was nothing out for it out for these particular games right now so i just put two and two together and i took a risk and in business that's what you have to do you have to go out you can't be afraid you have to go take a risk you know grant cardone talks about takes courage to make money and that's exactly what i did i went all in on this and i spent i think it was about 80 dollars or so to get this book created within four months that book had made me ten thousand dollars um but once again i was the first person in that niche and other people tried to get into that niche but they failed and for these books i couldn't use a writing company because once again i knew what the market wanted this is where deep understanding of your market is going to make the difference here i knew exactly what the market wanted and so i couldn't go to a writing company because they wouldn't provide what i needed i had to go to a freelancer but i couldn't go to a generic person who could write a book i had to find somebody who was as passionate about games as me who understood the market and that's what i did and that's how i found somebody and that's why my books ended up doing so well the very first book i launched had 50 plus reviews within a matter of weeks 100 percent organic i knew i was not going to do a single review swap for these books because i was going deep now i found a niche i was excited about i wanted to build a brand around it so i knew i didn't want to risk anything that was going to hurt the credibility of the brand by doing something like review swaps or something like that i knew i had to get it 100 percent organic but also at the time people were promoting Things like email marketing for books doesn't work. Social media for your books doesn't work. And I understood one thing, that they were very short-term thinkers. They didn't understand what I did in terms of it works, you just have to look at it like this. And so that's exactly what I did. I started building the email list, it worked. I started building a review team for these books, it worked. I only used social media marketing. I didn't pay for any ads in the beginning at all, like Facebook ads or anything like that. I was diving deep into the gaming groups. I was diving deep into Twitter. That was the only time I've ever used Twitter, was to promote the books, was to connect with other influencers in the space. I ordered copies and I sent them to every single big YouTube channel in the gaming space that I could find. Um, every single, I sent 20, I was on a budget. Um, but I sent them out there. Did I get any responses back? Absolutely not. But I sent them out there. I was doing everything that wasn't being taught inside a course. But I understand if I have a product that I'm excited about and I know it's going to be good, I'm going to market the hell out of it any which way I can because that's what you do to sell a product. And that's why I got such an amazing return on investment on those books. So those books, they really took off. But today, as we're filming this, they make practically nothing anymore because that's the risk I took. Remember, I went into a market that was not on demand for Amazon at all. So as soon as I stopped promoting those books, we're not talking Amazon ads. I'm talking all the hard work, the real work, the social media promotion and everything like that. Guess what happened to sales? Sales dried right up because that niche was just too small. There's not enough traffic there. I think maybe I make 200 bucks a month from those books now. 
out of the eight to ten thousand dollars that I make now um, from my publishing business, that's just because that niche is just too small. I'm sure if I, you know, drove more traffic to it, started promoting them again, I could get those books, you know, flying off the shelves again. But right now, that's just not my space. I'm focused on, you know, other bigger, more important projects, you know, than my little hobby books. So then, after those books, I moved into programming. And what's weird about programming is I know absolutely nothing about computers except for, you know, the basic stuff that I'm sure you know how to do as well. But getting into a niche that I knew nothing about, I wanted to try the exact same concepts I tried, the social media and everything like that. And that's where I realized most publishers run into the problem and that's why those people were saying hey social media email marketing none of that stuff works because when you're getting into a niche that you know absolutely nothing about you're not excited about it's really really hard almost impossible to try to promote it properly because something as dry as program what am I gonna do jump into some Facebook groups and start talking about a topic I know absolutely nothing about it just doesn't work so that was a really interesting lesson for me. Um, so with those books, um, you know, I had to do it the old fashioned way. I had to throw the review swaps on them at the time and, and, get, and get those going. And, um, you know, I think those books taught me a lot because taught me, I don't want to publish books on stuff I have zero interest in. Writing the descriptions were just next to impossible for me. Um, you know, it just wasn't really, really fun. And I don't think you should be doing any type of business or, you know, if I'm going to be making some money, I want to have some fun doing it. And that's the most important thing. So after I put out about 20 books around the, that brand, uh, once again, I did create a brand around that. I think at the time it was the second or the third largest brand in the programming space because I got in early. I'm sure it's next to nothing now. Um, but at the time it was doing pretty well. Um, after that, I just stopped publishing. Um, I started creating my course. I was focused on that and I just stopped publishing. But the cool thing about publishing is your income maintains the same. If you've done all the work, if you're running Amazon ads to it, your income will be pretty steady for the next, you know, six to eight months. And then it might start to drop off a little, a little bit, depending on the demand for your particular niche. So then, as my time started getting pulled more towards the course and teaching, I realized, hey, I still want to focus on publishing because I still like that extra income. Um, so I hired a manager. I hired somebody. I started training them on how to run my publishing business for me. And this is the most important thing I want you to take away from this video is you don't want to be a Kindle publisher. It's not sexy publishing books. It's not fun publishing books. It is fun collecting the paycheck every single month. And so I hired somebody to basically run my entire publishing business for me. Run all my ads, publish new books, find my keywords, find my new niches to get into, everything. The only thing I do today for publishing is strategize. When it's strategy, I mean, it's like, all right, let's add an extra $2,000 to our income every month. How many books do you think we'll need? Six? Okay let's get those or it's like let's focus on increasing our paperback income let's focus on increasing our audiobook income that's the only involvement i have to this day with my publishing income um 
I can't even tell you what my current books look like because I don't even look at the covers anymore. That's how detached I am from my publishing business, which still does anywhere from eight to ten thousand dollars, eh, let's say seven to ten thousand dollars every single month. But that's the ultimate goal I think most publishers need to focus on. It's getting to the point where they have somebody who runs the business for them so they can go off and focus on all the other businesses that I have running that I don't bother talking about on the channel or just traveling, spending time with the kids, the wife and, and those type of things. So another lesson to learn is no matter how long you do this, you're going to eat dirt sometimes. Um, we got into a niche for speed rating and uh, you know, I did all the research for that. My manager agreed. It's like, yeah, this looks good. I think it was one of the first niches that me and him actually started working on together. And I don't, I think we published six books in that niche and all six basically just bombed, like just did not work out at all. Um, can't say for sure if we lost money on it or not, but they just didn't take off the way that we thought they were going to take off. This is a year and a half into my publishing journey. So sometimes your books just aren't going to sell. Sometimes you're going to think that you hit a for sure thing and you just don't. It happens. It's business. Nothing's for sure in this business. You're going to make mistakes. I was pissed. I did not like that because I thought it's like, sweet, this is going to add an extra like, you know, four or five grand to the, to the business every month. And it just didn't pan out that way. Um, but hey, it is what it is. We just went in a different direction, found some other self-help books um, that we started working on and those, they really started taking off. And the majority of my income now comes from some programming books. The majority is coming from self-help, which is really cool because that's such a large diverse niche that you just gotta focus in on a specific area of it, find a customer you wanna serve and then just go serve them. So then shortly after that, started masterminding with some other publishers. Uh, it was actually one of my first students to ever hit $10,000 a month um, with their publishing business. Started masterminding with him by doing weekly calls. We'd get together, um, chat about our business, see what was going on. And what I really learned from him was by focusing on copywriting, by focusing on your description, your subtitle, your title, you can sell way more copies of your book than just making a generic description, subtitle, or title. Now, it's Ollie, Ollie Al Gore, for those of you who might have guessed that. And the turning point for me was we had the same number of books out, but at the time I was only doing about three to $4,000 a month, and he was over $10,000 a month with the same number of books. So I was like, how is that possible? And he kind of looked at my books and told me what I could be working on. And that's the beauty of creating friendships and relationships in the publishing space. That is the reason why we hold the Mastermind in Cancun every single year. So we can help people like yourselves go, go out and meet other publishers who are doing what you're doing, create, create relationships, create friendships, and grow your businesses together. Because yeah, it is called self-publishing, but doing it with other people, it's just a lot more fun and you end up making a lot more money. So then that brings us to like summer 2018. Read the market again. I'm a marketer. Read the market again and saw that Fortnite was going to blow the shit out of everything we had done before. 
And that's exactly what happened. Do I regret it? Nah. I read the market. The thing with these type of books is you know it's going to be really short term. We're like, you know what? We have maybe three, four months of some quick and easy money here. Let's do it. And so that took my income from like eleven to 12000 to like probably adding an extra like five to $8,000 a month during those months. But once again, we knew it was going to be short term, but we also knew the risk that we were going to take because now you're using somebody else's term. And this was different. I didn't get permission from the Epic Games at the time. Who owns Fortnite? Like I got permission to do my game guide goals. So I knew there was definitely going to be a bit of a risk here. And, you know, lo and behold, Fortnite caught on and they decided to start coming out with their own guidebooks, which makes genius sense. But I definitely learned a lot of things of how Amazon and publishing works. So when you're selling as many copies of the book that I was selling, keep in mind, I was one of the top three sellers consistently in that brand. Most of the time, I was number one or number two consistently. But the amount of books that you're selling, third-party sellers, and how big that game was, third-party sellers, so if you're on expanded distribution, they're buying boatloads of your book to sell on their platforms or just to resell on Amazon. That's why to this day, you can still find copies of my books up on Amazon by third-party sellers. That's how many copies were being sold. And it's funny because Amazon, two weeks ago, sent me an email saying that there was a trademark complaint against one of the books. And I looked at the book and I was like, book's been published almost a year now, or unpublished for almost a year now. And uh, I went back and forth with them. And if you've ever had an email from Amazon, you know what going back and forth with them is like. And eventually, they apologized. They were like, you're right, you were just the original seller of this book, but we actually meant to send this to the current reseller of this book. And that really helped me see a different level of of uh, publishing and just exactly how big it can actually go but so that brings us up to today and you know now we only publish maybe one or two books a month and that's on some months we typically are only doing 10 to 20 books a year um, we only really publish if the income drops below usually if it's getting close to seven thousand dollars a month we publish a couple more books to boost it up there redo some of our ads and that's it because publishing income is only taken care of my personal expenses. I don't need it for anything else. I have my other programs and courses and my other businesses that take care of those type of things. So that brings us to today. And, uh, you know, now we're super, super heavy in uh, self-help. Like it was saying earlier, there's a very small, specific niche that we're focusing on. And that's where literally 90% of the income is coming from. Might even be 95 now. It's coming from ACX and KDP, Ingram Spark, of course. And, um, you know, that's kind of it. We only publish about 10 to 20 books a year. We're not publishing heavy anymore. Publishing is just not one of the main focuses. I use the publishing income to take care of personal expenses for the family, and that's it. We don't, you know, my other businesses um, on and offline are what take care of everything else. So, Hopefully from this video, you can take a couple of the, the lessons that I learned, um, some of the mistakes I made, some of the things that went really well as well, 
um, and use those any way you want. But uh, publishing has been a phenomenal opportunity. I definitely think you should take advantage of it. And like I said earlier, I don't bother writing books. I think writing books is a waste of time. I'm here to make money, and um, that's exactly what I use the Amazon platform for, by pu publishing high-quality books that, after extensive market research, you find what's going to be in demand the most, and you go forth and you publish those books, and you're serving a specific specific niche for your for your readers and um, that's really what publishing in 2019 2020 should all be about so hit me up at the comments if you if you have any questions love to connect with you a ton of free links um, or free resources in the description uh, till next time everybody I'm a Mecca speak to y'all soon